<laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fear the Hive 1155 podcast. Fear the Hive. Fear yes. the Hive. We're back. Loving it. Yes. So, first things first, now that we have one episode under the belt, I want to go ahead and shamelessly plug uh, follow Fear the Hive 1155 on all social media. That means Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube um and spotify for right now but i'm working on getting um apple and amazon and stitcher and all that other good stuff up there so definitely be please follow us we will start uh posting some updates uh steve and i will figure out how we're going to divvy those up to interact with you guys but please do we definitely want to see you guys and interact with you also we are um posting the link for you guys to join in as the audience we will let you guys know when we're recording or if we when we're going live. So in that way, you guys can join in. Definitely want to get your input on some of the topics that we're, we're going to be talking about, talking about. And in today's show, we have quite a few topics. Uh, first week of football is kind of in the... It's a lot going on. Uh, first week of football is going on. Fantasy. Uh, you know, we've got some athletes that's doing some pretty incredible things. We got some other athletes that's wanting to redeem themselves. So, you know, we got the Redeem, Redeem, Redeem team. Uh, we also have the iPhone event that just happened as of recording this today, which is Tuesday. Yeah, but you guys will be seeing this probably on Friday. So wherever Steve throws his dart at, that's where we're going to start at. So what you want to start with first, my boy? What do you think I want to start with? You know exactly what I want to start with. Oh, God. Yes, okay. that, that look of consternation on your face is exactly where oh, I would like to start. So I'm going to do this for the first time ever on our podcast and probably not for the last time. And I won't do it obnoxiously, I promise. Go but for it. 40 man. to 0 requires me to ask <laughs> the seminal question. How about the yeah. Cowboys? I just, I, I just we, we have to look any farther than this week. We ain't got to oh. into the playoffs or our lack of presence there. I just want to ask. Did we not look good on Sunday night? You didn't. You guys didn't look bad. I'll put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> as, an Eagles, as an Eagles fan, I'm required to. I'm required to say that. Well, okay. So, all right. Now I, I have to be obnoxious from time to time about the Cowboys because that's just how we are. Now, I will say this: beating a in division opponent. Absolutely amazing. Loving mm -hmm. the individual uh, division opponent. Um, looking like a team that might actually have a defense and now has two all-pro cornerbacks and a safety makes mm -hmm. me feel real good because for a long time, you know, we could score points, but we couldn't stop anybody. Now it seems like we can stop everybody. We just can't score points. And I'm hoping that we can figure the point scoring out. But uh, yeah. You know, I mean, they look good. They they look really good. I, I will say that you know they switched to the West Coast offense, which I'm not really a big football buff. You guys will try. You guys will probably understand that at some point. But um, I kept hearing West Coast offense, which is supposed to be quicker um, than, and yeah. it's supposed to be like a cadence, really, not necessarily you know the checkdowns, looking down to make sure you know the whoever's open. It's predetermined and it's based on basically choreography. So, so Mike McCarthy, he is. Um, He's an acolyte of a West Coast offense uh, coach. I can't remember which one, which one it is. But 
what he's implementing with Dak is that he doesn't want Dak to hold the ball extremely long. That's how we got into interception territory last year, leading the league in interceptions. I know I looked at the stats uh, mm. and I heard it all last year, but his idea is that we want to make sure that Dak gets the ball out and he has, you know, places to go with it quickly. Cause the longer you hold it, the more likely you are to get in situations where you make bad passes. Not that right. Dak wants a lot of them, but we want to change what happened last year. And so, the ball came out fast. It came out in cadence. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, he he didn't lose us the game. What more can you ask <laughs> of a quarterback whose defense gets you – how many points did he get us? To 7, 14. They're responsible for like 21 points, two touchdowns, and then another, you know, like another pick that yeah. led to, to points. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, your defense has more points than your offense right now, so <laughs> – Baby, a win's a win. That's a win's a win, especially against the Giants, especially against the Giants. I cannot overstate how good it felt mm. to hang that on the newly minted Daniel Jones's head. Can't can't overstate how much. Well, so so my question is: Do you is is this one of those this is our year type deals, or is it too early? Is it too early for you guys to scream that from the rooftops? That was our game. That okay. was our game. Okay. We played really, really – our pass rush got out to the quarterback. What we do uh, in you know, the next few weeks will determine whether or not we are actually a good team. We don't right. know that yet. We know we played a good game. And so if our defense plays like that, we'll have an opportunity to make the playoffs. That's it. That's all we know. That's all we know. Feels okay. good, but that's all we know. So Okay. You know. That's good. Well, you know, we'll switch to uh, my Eagles really fast. And, I mean, we did beat the Patriots, which I didn't have any doubt. I mean, it was it was it was it was close. And but, you know, they they, they pulled it out. Uh, one once one breakout person that I did not see coming was Gainwell. Um, granted, he only had 54 yards. Mm, yeah. And same with, and, and same with Jalen. Jalen only had 170, which. Um, I would think it's kind of low for him, um, but you know, overall they they managed the game and did what they had to do. Um, and a win. Yeah, well, hey, the Patriots. And oh, hold on, hold on, because we, we got to mention. Oh, gosh, we're already off. Hmm. So we know that Bill Belichick just broke up with his longtime girlfriend, Brady. Right? No, 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 Bill Belichick. Just broke up with his longtime girlfriend. It's been 11 days. And so I was thinking that uh, when I heard the news that it was going to be real bad for the Eagles, I'm glad y'all pulled out the win because clearly he came in there with a game plan to win and take out some frustration um, on the Eagles. But, you know, I'm glad. That wait, 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 wait. You mean he has like an actual girlfriend? Listen, man. I am a um, Twitter lush or an okay. X lush. I hate hate the fact that it's, it's X. I, and I don't have my my spillable passcode yet, so I don't have an alternative. Uh, mm. But and spoutable, it's getting there. It's not there yet. <laughs> but yeah, he broke up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend broke up with him, and everybody was like on eggshells around mm. the meeting, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know he's. He's the he's uh, cantankerous on a good day, and uh, you know breaking up with your girlfriend who he's been with for years. You know, 
can put a man in a in a very bad position. So yeah, sounds like she was only there for Brady, but you know, whatever. Wow. I, I you know what? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall into that rumor, but I will say I'm glad you guys um came out with the win. I, I actually am. Jalen is my fantasy quarterback. He got me like seven points. So I'm glad y'all came out with the win, although I didn't get any points uh off of it. Uh and I lost uh in fantasy this week, but that's a whole nother subject I for I did too. But I will also say, and and before I start going in on this, we'll just, you know, take a moment for uh, Aaron Rodgers and his injury. I've had that injury. And honestly, for him, he's about 40. I had this injury almost 10 years ago. Well, yeah, something like five to eight Has years ago. Has it been ago. that long? Yeah. Man. And. And I came back and I, you know, at the time I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 34 now. So I, it happened to me when I was like maybe 29 ish. So, you know, I had plenty of time to come back, but he's, he's pushing 40. Can you tell the people what it takes to come back? Oh yeah. And it just normal after an Achilles. Cause I've heard people talking about he'll be ready for training camp next year. And I'm like, nah, even Kevin Durant. When it happened to him in the playoffs, he missed the next season and bits and, and pretty much major, majority of the season after that. So, I mean, that was a two-year process. So, they're talking, yeah, they're talking about a good 16 to 18 months of rehab. I mean, it, it's – you're not – this is this injury is hard even on young people. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm just out of shape. But for but for, honestly, I can say that I'm pretty much back to what I was. I can still jump. I can still dunk. All that stuff. So that it, it, I got back to it, but it took a while. So yeah. for 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 Aaron Rodgers to do this, I mean, you know, and and I, my heart goes out to the Jets because they were, and I was happy for them. I picked up Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team as my backup. So just in case, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes down or whatever. I was gonna put Aaron Rodgers in, and I was, and, I, and you know the weapons that they had. I was expecting him to put up numbers. I was expecting him to put up numbers. I have his receiver. I have his running back. But I will yeah. tell you this: so if you go, if you dig deep enough into NFL statistics, NFL has average time of return from from injuries. Like mm-hmm. they keep these statistics, and for Achilles tears. The average time of return for NFL players is 340 days until they get back on the field to do physical NFL activity, right? That's not starting. That's not playing. Right. That's back on the field to do physical NFL activities. That's the average. Now, of course, we know there are some people like, um, I think it's the running back for the Chargers, like he's back on the field in like eight months. There's some people that are completely freaks of nature yeah. and they have different um, Achilles injuries, you have, you know, full tears, you have partial tears, you have yep. calf injury, you have all of that stuff. But if the average is 340 days, 300, that's a, like, he won't be back conservatively right. until the middle of, of, of yep. preseason. Yeah. Right. Even, even probably more than that. Cause I mean, honestly, you, it's, it's one of those injuries where you, it's not like a bone. Like honestly, when I tore my Achilles, I wish I would have broken something instead because that's structural. That that yeah. gets back to where it was and call it a day. But you're talking about so, uh, soft tissue. And interesting tidbit: you don't have to have surgery to repair an Achilles tendon. 
It really? is a muscle that actually likes to, it gets a lot of blood flow and it will repair itself normally, but you have to completely mobilize your leg for like 12 weeks instead of the, the four to eight weeks that he's going to have to go through after the surgery. So, so Mr. I don't like modern medicine <laughs> might be able to choose the option of immobilizing his foot in hopes that it will repair itself to the point where he can get back on the football field. It won't be any faster. It'll be longer. If he doesn't, but even at that, I mean, all that money that they're paying him, it's not his decision. It won't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're they're calling up Kobe's, you know, Kobe's doctor when he tore his. Like they're calling the best in the world because no, that's just that's just what they're gonna do. I mean, you got to get the best in the world. Stem cells, everywhere, Germany. Hey, y'all got any more spots over there? (laughs) Yeah, right now. And oh yeah, you know they they. They probably have an insurance policy on him for injury because of his age. So they're probably accessing that, but that doesn't help them on the field, which is interesting because their quarterback that they sent to the bench for Aaron Rodgers came in and won the game yesterday, which I should have watched the press conference. I was too tired. I went to bed, you know, just to see how he's responding to questions because now he's, he's the guy I would, I would love it. It would be absolute comedic irony for them to make the playoffs oh, with Zach Wilson. Oh, like, yeah. I would love that because it would put the Jets in a position when Aaron comes back, whether or not they're going to keep Zach or whether they're going to keep paying Aaron an ungodly amount of money for as long as he is. But also, that's the question. Does Aaron Rodgers even come back? Is this his sign to finally... And and honestly, nobody will fault him for it if he says, you know what, this is it. I'm done, you know, because like I said, this injury is hard on even a young person. So some an athlete who's been playing for this long at 40 years old, this mm-hmm. is rough. Do you think his ego will allow him to not come back? No. <laughs> I mean, because I'm thinking about Barkley. Barkley had a, a similar situation. He was not going to be... He's not going to have his last moments on the court to be his injury. So he came back completely overweight, but he played to get a, a you know two points and a rebound. So he so that wouldn't be the case. And I don't. There's a part of me that thinks that Aaron Rodgers, like there's no in between, right? Either he's gone, or he's going to try to come back and win that spot back. But he's not going to come back and play a backup. Like he's not. Gonna, honestly, not come back might, and, and be a middle player. He might just come back just to prove that he was able to come back and then retire. Right. Like, you know, at, at least, at least, cause I mean, I give it like this, if that never happened and you know, they had a good season yeah. and it just didn't work out and looking at the prospects of next season, he would probably, you know, just like, Hey, look, I'm out, you know, thanks. You know, you guys paid me more than enough. This just, I'm just done. You know, I'm, I'm done. And but what I don't want him, what I don't want to happen, and I don't want this to happen to any greats. I don't want them to go out there and be a complete shell of themselves. Amen. Football players, they play till they can't play anymore. They play, play till you have to cart me off the field. Many of them, most of them do. So, I mean, I say this, I say the same thing. Going out there playing basketball, my wife, my wife's like, oh, now you know you're too old to be going out there. I'm like, yeah, you gonna have to carry me off the court. That's just that's that's just the way I am. It's, I give you a couple years. I think that's going to change. 
You at least I hope that's going to change. So I used to feel that way too. And now I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But, but, but that's the thing. It's either, nah, I'm good, or you're going to have to carry me. Like, if Because I put it like this. I play with ankle braces. The time and effort that it takes for me to lace those things up, oh, I'm going to play. But then, <laughs> well, y'all gonna get it. what? Yeah, no, you, I had to put on my ankle braces. I'm about to drop 50 oh, on y'all right oh, now. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna get the business. So like, if you see me put on my ankle brace, oh, it's a problem. But then, <laughs> after, if I ever start unlacing them, oh, I'm not getting back on. It's not happening, man. So you, yeah, it's like you, you might as well, you might as well get all your dubs out while I don't have my ankle braces on because I'm not putting them back on. Look, quick, quick transition before we get off of the NFL. What's up? Tua Tango Vailoa. Yeah, I said the name right. I've been practicing. In Let's Jordan. go. Jordan Love. Jordan Love had the highest quarterback rating of anybody in the NFL Sunday. Ignorant question. Ignorant question. Yes. How do they come up with a QBR? Informed answer. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, so... I, I don't know the equation. I don't know the algorithm. What we do know is, is it's a composite to give uh, value to things that aren't seen in the stat sheet. You right? can't quantify, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't quantify some things. Well, some things you can, right? Aside from the receptions, aside from your completion percentage, aside from your yards and your touchdowns, there's some things that you can quantify um, that mean a lot more than those four stats. And so they mm-hmm. add that in. Um, but you know, from a comparison perspective, for him to have, if everybody's measured by the same ruler and he had the best measurements of the day, right, right, against an in-conference opponent, the Bears, whose defense is normally okay, right? right. They're, they're normally, they haven't been great lately, but they haven't been pushovers either. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he looked real good. And so did Tua. Tua looked like. Yeah, they say that's that's the most unstoppable duo in the, in the NFL right now. That's and that's crazy. When you got when you got a guy that runs four three on one side, a guy that runs four three on the other side, and a guy in the backfield that can catch and runs a four what four four one, mm-hmm. and a tight end that can catch. He ain't even got to be fast. All he has to do is be able to catch. Like it it it's a problem. Yeah, and yeah. you know what he went through last year, the plays that have been drawn up. I I, I watched I don't know probably about mm, three quarters of that game on uh, NFL Sunday Ticket Rewind. Uh, shout out to Derek Riley. Thank you very mm. much. Um, oh wait, you but, still talking to Derek? Yes. Oh man, shit. look man, hey. Derek called me the other day. He was like, uh, "Yo, um, you you still got Google TV on your computer?" Uh, on your TV, and I was like, "Yeah, I got the sign in, but I don't use it because I use Hulu because my kids, you know, mm. and us YouTube TV. That interface is garbage." He was like, "I got the ticket." I was like, "Let me sign in right." It's not that bad. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So one of the things I like to do, I like to watch the rewind games because they condense the games down to thirty minutes, and oh. you just watch the entire game. There are no commercials and no commentary. They're only you know, few replays, a whole game in like 30 to 40 minutes. So I normally like to watch four or five of them throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And when I had Sunday ticket, I watched all of the Cowboys ones, all of them, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I watched that Dolphins game. 
The plays that they have designed are designed to make sure that he doesn't get hit, which is great for him. As long as That's a big throw. thing. That's a big thing, yes, for him, especially his his troubles over the last couple of years. Yeah, that, that's numero uno. And he's making the throws. Yeah. Like, it, it has okay. to be demoralizing to know that you could be playing great defense and you could have one mental lapse and Tyreek Hill can – run right past you and he can throw the ball over your head for seven minutes, <laughs> the entire tenor of the game. Because that's what it seemed like in that game. It's like, you know, good back and forth game. Then all of a sudden, Tyreek Hill for 63 yards or something. It's like... And he's nasty for doing that. He's absolutely yeah. nasty. It's like Steph Curry with the threes. You you know, I'm locked in on defense. And then in one instant, game's blown wide open. So yep. I'm looking forward to watching them play. I wish I'd have I drafted them. Uh, but, you know... Yeah, same here. Uh, but and plus, uh, I will say my favorite coach is uh, Mike McDaniel, their uh, Dolphins coach. You gotta I tell love, me why. You I gotta love. Tell me why. You gotta tell me why. Why? He is absolutely candid and funny. He's hilarious to me. Like I love that dude. That dude is awesome. He does not care. Okay, so it's not a hot take at all. Um, <laughs> every time I see him and I hear him talk. I feel like he's on the spectrum. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> there, you know, there are people in this. There are people right. that High functioning. are highly functional, mm-hmm. very methodical. Mm-hmm. Like they're savants in two or three areas of their life. Is just socially, they're completely awkward. Yeah. Right. Um. He he kind of seems like one of those guys. When I see him, not necessarily when he talks. But, like, when I see him, like, walking, (laughs) when I see him on the sideline, he looks like he's that locked in, and then somebody will, like, say something to him, and he'll say something back, and he's got that strange look on his face. I'm like, (laughs) either you're really, really, really focused, or nobody told you that you were high-functioning. Like, I know high-functioning people, and you wouldn't know it, except for when you see them lock in, you go, oh, I get it now, right? He, well, he also well he also went to his college. He went to Yale, which is interesting because I don't think I've ever seen a college coach come from you know that and like an Ivy League school like that. It's a good question. That makes me want to Google that. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, it, it's an interesting to me as someone who <laughs> who likes to watch Love on the Spectrum. Don't judge me. It's an amazing show. It makes you consider so many things that you would not have considered, right? And it, yeah. and, and it warms a place in your heart for people that are on the spectrum. Like you, you understand them a whole lot better and you see them, you know, more in a light that is similar to yours. Like you, you connect with them. Right. Why right. this? I'm going, if we could, if, if we were able to view how they view the world, then things would be a whole lot better because we're missing out on so mm. much value of their personhood mm-hmm. because we don't understand how they view the world. Like we, we can't communicate with them or we don't see them as normal. And he's, right. he's like one of those, to me, he seems like one of those guys, like he's got like a very small tick to it. Yeah. Man, is he brilliant? Like he just walks yeah. around and he knows this stuff. Yeah. And in Wonderful. doing so, you know, went from Yale to being on the sideline in Miami, which it's a very interesting and not singular, but you know, a story that you don't hear much. I would have presumed. I'm gonna have yeah. to Google it now. Yeah, but you said yeah. so. But you know, 
Yeah, oh yeah. But um, also, uh, uh, a savant in her own right, uh, oh. champion was crowned at 19 years old of the, uh, was it the, the, the U.S. Open? U.S. Open Women's Champion from the United States, Coco Golf. That's what's up. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we were just at a point in women's tennis where we were like, man, Serena's getting ready to retire, man. Who's going to take up the mantle? And here comes Coco just like, ah, I got it. No problem. Don't worry about it. How bored is the thought of women's tennis without Serena, mm. Venus, mm-hmm. uh, people like or Naomi Coco, right now. Naomi was like, yeah, she's, 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 she's just had a her grown woman thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but it seems like there's a wealth of great women tennis players, but nobody cares unless they're people of color. <laughs> like, which is interesting because you know, people in our family watch tennis. Like my mother-in-law, she goes to the U.S. Open like every two years. Like she flies up, she goes to the big court, she does all that good stuff. Yeah. And so you have to be aware of tennis. My mother likes watching tennis too. Yeah. And these women are amazing athletes and the game is great. It's just that nobody in America pays attention until Coco is in the semifinals and we go, wait a minute, this girl is good and she's been good for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, and 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 no, you're you're 100 right, and and that's the thing. I mean, for for us in the African American community, we definitely it's like we we got into tennis, and like I said, it was to a point to where we were like, man, Serena and Venus are getting ready to go. Like we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna watch tennis anymore. But then here comes Coco, and I mean Naomi as well. But you know, yeah, she's doing her thing. So you know, Naomi Coco came out of nowhere. Coco was kind of like a story that right. we know, like we saw her. And like, you know, there's this social uh, media video that's going around of her at the U.S. Open when she was like 11, like dancing in the stands and something like that, which is really cool because now she's won the U.S. Open. And it's like we know bits and pieces of her story, um, which is which is amazing. I I wonder what it's going to be like for the country to reckon with her as a woman as opposed to a kid. Right. She's 19. So she's not she's young but she's not a kid by any stretch of the imagination i was just about to say yeah i mean at 19 you just won the u.s open you're getting ready to get flooded with tons of endorsement deals and money you're not a child anymore nope you're you're not you are actually a woman at that point i mean not not by my standards but just by the standards of the 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 situation that you're in like you are a woman because you're gonna have to balance all that money you have to balance all the fame you're gonna balance the deuce throw throwing you know throwing themselves at you the the unsolicited pictures if somebody ever got your phone wow. number, like, you gotta deal with all that are we back in instagram dms i thought we left that last week <laughs> I, thought, nah, I thought that was me nah. on that last week hey, yeah I, yeah instagram until instagram goes away sliding in people's dms is always going to be a thing but you know yeah you, you you have to balance all that so i mean in no way shape or form is this girl a child no no longer did you see the video of the security guards flanking her and her parents so that they could have a moment mm, after the okay. US Open? Like, so there's this video going. She goes into the stands to go and hug her father, who was in the box. He's he's a coach. Her coach. Her mother was there. I think it was her sister or her aunt. 
Um, she has a very strong family structure and they've been supporting her invisible for a while, which is yeah. why I'm not necessarily concerned about her um, matriculation into being a full-blown, you know, respected woman in Texas. Right. But there's like a video of a bunch of security guards, all of them people of color, taking the time to flank her. And it's amazing. Mm. That's good. It's amazing. I, I was just reading a little bit of the article that you put in in the uh, in our uh, workspace, and that came with a three million dollar paycheck. And she ain't got no debts. Somebody actually like, "What you gonna do with all that money?" She's like, "I ain't got no debts." Yeah, somebody was like, "Pay our debts." Like, Ugh. you what you guys all don't understand is once you make that kind of money, debt is completely irrelevant to your life. Like, it doesn't happen. Hey man, I'm happy for her. You know, she she opened up the check. She, I, I, I'm happy to see her win. I'm also happy to know that we get to root for her to do it again. I really, I want her. I want her and Naomi when she comes back to be as dominant as Venus and Serena. Like I want to see those two go head to head. You know, for years to come. Like that's be great that's, that's what I want. They'd be great for the world. They'd be great for our daughters. You know, to to be able to see that representation. So. Yeah. Yeah, representation is representation is a big part um, in, in in our lives right now. Like, I mean, you know, I would hate to go on a job and not see people like myself, or even people like uh, you know of any other race. Like, honestly, because that that would make me uncomfortable. I'm glad you mentioned that because I will say this: I'm starting to watch more content that is not centered in white American or even Black American culture. Like, I want to yeah. see. Hispanic stories told by Hispanic people. I want to see eight, uh, I want to see Chinese and Japanese and Korean. I want yeah. be told by them, you know, as opposed to be told by somebody that looks like me or somebody, yeah. you know, that is, you know, white from America, like because it makes a difference. It really so, does. so a story that I have about that is, um, I'm not sure if you ever watched like Sons of Anarchy. So that was a great show. I loved it. And then they came out with um, Mayans MC. And and what's really good about it is Kurt Sutter actually put Elgin James, who's of a Hispanic uh, uh, descent, in charge of that. So it's a Hispanic story told by them. And it is complete. It's just, honestly, it is That's just as good. Yo. Yeah, it is just as good. So if anybody had, I mean, the series is gone now, but I mean, if you if you watch Sons of Anarchy and didn't know about Mayans MC, I suggest that I definitely suggest you watching that show. It's it's really good. But I mean, I get I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, it makes sense. Who who's best to tell the story? You have to get the people who's endured, you know, whatever the story is, and they have to tell the story. That's the only way you're gonna get that 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 effect that you're looking for. I did not know Son of Sons of Anarchy were written, was written like that, or not Sons of Anarchy, but Mayans. So I did watch Sons of Anarchy. I just didn't pick up on Mayans because I started watching something else. Um, but I may go back and give it a view because I like Sons of Anarchy, and if it's written that way, that that draws me to it. I want to I want to know and I want to see that. Um, and for the Sons of Anarchy fans, you have some cameos from people from Sons of like there's some crossover, so. Definitely, you know, it, they bring this element. It does, and it, they don't lean on it too heavy either. So it's it's sprinkled here and there, just like, oh, I remember that guy. All right, cool. That's pretty dope. I like that. I like that. Okay. So look, 
Coco Golf had an amazing weekend. She did something historic. She represented for her people. Yep. There was another story this weekend of a man that represented for his people and did something amazing. Can we talk about the Colorado Buffs streaking by beating Nebraska and beating Nebraska? No, 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 no. They didn't just beat them. They beat the brakes off of them. They didn't just beat them. And this is and this is a good story because uh the head coach for Nebraska used to be the Carolina Panthers head coach, which I think as a Panther I'm okay. I am an Eagles fan, but I live in Charlotte, so mm-hmm. I do have somewhat mm-hmm. of a heart for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Which so means I actually want them like all Panthers fans, right? Yes. He had to go. He had to go. And that was a masterful performance by Shador. Like I wa- I I think everybody was everybody it was star study. You had Michael Irvin there, you had Stephen A. Smith there. You I, they were just they were just missing the barbecue, missing the electric slide, the potato salad. Saturday morning was on fire. I wake oh, yeah. up and I open up my Twitter, right? Michael Irvin, not Michael, not Michael Irvin, Shannon Sharp. And Stephen A. Smith getting on the private jet to fly to Colorado, right? Those pictures from the night before, which is really dope. Then you get pictures of Wu Tang at the game. The Wu was at the game. Then you get (laughs) all these NBA players and a bunch of other stars were just just there. And now Colorado home games are the it event, which is amazing because now Dion not only does he have a platform. Not only does he have uh, uh, notoriety, but he has the eyes of the nation. And college game day is going to be there this, this Saturday. Oh, yeah. So as long as he wins, which we know he's going to lose sometime. We don't know when. We yeah. know it's going to happen. Yeah. But beating Nebraska in the way that he did, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling my Saturday around what he's doing. Like, it's a must-see event. Now, can we talk about Shador? Can oh. we talk about Mr. I'm showing you my Roly? Oh. The game. I'm showing you my Roly because you standing on my Buffalo and you need to get off my Buffalo. Get Mr. off. I'm, I'm going to win the Heisman. Uh, get I'm, off. I Caleb Martin doesn't go undefeated, right? Like, this yeah. kid. Man, talk about a flair for the game. So, one thing I've – One thing that I thought that was interesting, he, in every situation, even the bad situations, he did exactly what needed to be done in that situation. He was never frazzled. He was never rocked. He did exactly like you thought this man was an NFL QB that just went back to college. An experienced NFL QB that went back to college. I mean, there's like there's like one knock on his game at this moment. Like the only yeah. thing that you could say at this moment is he takes too many sacks, right? Because in sure. that game, he took too many sacks. Yeah. But he took sacks so that he wouldn't make bad throws, which is a decision that you can teach out of in an NFL if you got to. But the throws yeah. that he made, amazing throws. The play calls and the way that he ran the plays – the fact that he didn't get overly emotional throughout the game, with the exception of that 
uh, the touchdown that he scored where he ran it in and he took off his helmet, right? <laughs> like, he was on point. And not just him. Like, yeah. he's the star of the team, him and Travis Hunter. But the rest of them boys come to play every Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, they, they yeah, are they, believers. They're the fake. They're the face, but don't let that fool don't let that fool anybody. Like, and and I'm thinking to myself, if Deion's got him playing this good now, you know, come USC game, which mm. I think is two weeks from now. I want to say mm. I, I had I had the schedule pulled up just a second ago, but come USC game, it, it's gonna be a monster. They got uh they got Colorado State. They're gonna beat the wheels off of them, but they got Oregon. On the 23rd. And like we said last week, the Oregon USC back to back is going to determine what the rest of their season looks like. If True. they can pull off Oregon and USC, they might go undefeated. If they go undefeated, it's going to be pandemonium. Look, now here's the thing. They have to take a they have to take a loss, maybe two. Because I think if they go undefeated, they're gonna get snubbed for a bowl game. I don't know how, I don't know why, but you know. That's gonna. It's, it's, it would be. They're in a Power they, Five they, conference. They, this is the last year of the Pac-12. They so and they with Alabama losing this weekend, Alabama lost this weekend. Mm. So it, it's it's wide. Alabama lost. Clemson's already lost. Oh, like it's wow. it's wide open at this point. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean we'll, we'll see. I mean I I. Like I said, if they go undefeated, I think that's for anybody. That's a lot of pressure, and I'm sure they can live up to it. But I'm just saying that's a lot of pressure going into a, a big bowl game like that. I think you know one, two losses should just get it out your system, so you understand the the weaknesses. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I <laughs> they hate that man. They hate that man. They do not like. Matt Rule. Here's the funny part. Everybody in my sports group chat hates Matt Rule. Now yep. they may not may not have all been on the Dion train, but at least for that one day they would <laughs> chat and go for it, Dion. <laughs> go for it. Go <laughs> the ball, score. They, oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of haterade. Hateration for Matt Rule at this point. And um look, look, the only thing we're waiting on, the only thing that's gonna uh, put the icing on the cake is like Lil Wayne and Jay Z showing up at a at a Colorado game. You do that. <laughs> that's it. All right. It's it's yeah. Colorado's the destination to be. I mean, you know, during during Saturday or home games, and honestly, probably not even just home games. I mean, yeah. As soon as you see LeBron and the rest of them, it's it's a wrap. It is a wrap. Yeah. I, you know, I think that I think the if they if they beat what, Oregon, I think that USC game is probably going to be the highest rated game of the year. Hmm. If they beat or if they go into the USC game undefeated, I don't, I don't. They're probably gonna change the time on that on that game because mm. everybody's gonna be watching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I look forward to. Hopefully, I'll have my smoker by then, um, and you know, I can, I can I throw some 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 wings and some ribs on the smoker, and uh, and get it popping. Um, you know, that does no good for me. Look, man. Hey, I understand. Um, and the best that I can do is make you uh, some nice iPhone videos with my iPhone 13 and send them to you uh, because my iPhone 15 will not have arrived in time because I won't get it. I won't be. I won't get it to the end of the month. Well, it comes out. Is it 22nd? I want to say. Yeah, 22nd so, next week, Friday. 
But uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. So okay, I said iPhone, and I shouldn't have said iPhone. No, no. Let's we'll, talk we'll, about the we'll iPhone. Say, okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's so, let's talk about iPhone. So can I say, take my money now? Can I say uh, that? Uh, can I say man. that? So. Like, so the iPhone is usually this is a phone that you don't necessarily need to upgrade every year, but this year's upgrade is enough to be like, you know what? Okay, yeah, take my money. Uh, yeah. Here, here, Tim. Tim, just take it. Just, just. I just love Tim because Tim will sit right up there and he he'll look at you with that straight face, knowing <laughs> that he's been planning on hitting your wallet for three years. <laughs> he's been planning on hitting your wallet. He's been holding off on using the word titanium for oh. three full years just to make sure that on this yeah. day, he can put you on notice that you're going to come up off of $1,500 at the end of September. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying, yeah. okay, Tim, run right. <laughs> Let Let's do it. And the sad part is it ain't even really fully titanium. titanium. It's aluminum. It's titanium coated aluminum. I don't care. I do not care. And you, you know the you know the the sad thing about it, he he laid the groundwork for this because by giving us the Apple Card. It was like, hey uh, Tim, you want my money? Um, I'll give it to you on my Apple Card that you gave me. So yeah, thank you. But yeah, this yeah, like you said, it's titanium. Uh, you got the A seventeen Pro, which is an upgrade from the last from last year's uh, A sixteen, which the A sixteen is in the fourteen. And I believe the A16 is also in the regular iPhone 15. But the big, big story about the iPhone this year is, come on, don't don't do this to me, is USB-C while I'm scrolling to it. USB-C has been long touted that they were going to switch for the longest. And I think they had one more year before they officially had to switch due to the EU deal. And so they decided to do it, I believe, like a, a, a year early. And which makes sense. You should just if every if they're going to require you to do USB C, just, just go ahead and make the switch. It's it's universally compatible. You already do it on your on your uh, uh, MacBooks already and MacBooks. Yeah, iPad as well, the iPad Pro. So it's like yeah, you you might as well make the switch on on the iPhone. And as you can see, is uh, it's enabling you know uh, twenty times faster tra file transfer. And I saw <clears throat> during the keynote today, somebody had their iPhone set up in like a, a studio session. Where as soon as you hit, you know, the button, it basically goes to, you know, the, the computer for editing immediately. And I was like, you can set up a whole studio okay. shoot with just an iPhone and an iMac or a MacBook or whatever. So, 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 so hear me out. I, I look, I round this three times to make sure, make sure I heard it and I understood the way that they, the way that they configured this iPhone is able to do two impressive things with mm -hmm. its new 48 megapixel camera, right? Mm -hmm. Right. First thing it has is on the Pro Max version, right? It's got 5X telescopic zoom, if I said yep. this correct, and 20X optical, which is amazing because there's not enough space to do what they said it is doing, but they created a new way of doing it. They, like they created space by using different mirrors to make sure that there was enough light travel to have the best aperture, which is amazing. So, so the way that they did that is basically you have, um, it's comparable to having a 120 millimeter lens on a camera, which is about 
this long. It's it's a pretty long uh, lens. And the yep. way they did it, just like how Stephen was saying, is they're reflecting it off of like three three reflections somehow. And they call it like Tetra Tetra something. Yeah, Tetra, Tetra Prism. And so yeah, they're 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 emulating the distance that it would take in order for light to travel back to the center. And yes, it is it's good. But then yeah. that's not even the crazy part. The crazy part, they did all of that. And then they arranged it so that the phone could, like you said, be connected to a computer in real time. Uh -huh. but it also could be connected to a external hard drive and recorded uh -huh. directly onto that. Which, if you do, if you've ever done video recording or video editing or live streaming with an iPhone, is the holy grail. Matter of fact, with the Pro Max version with a USB three cable, uh -huh. apparently you can transfer like 4K at 60 FPS. Like you can transfer uh, 48 megapixel ProRes RAW. Like yep. this is amazing stuff for yep. people that, that use it in that way. And I'm looking at this going, I'm not going to use it in that way, but <laughs> I still, I, it's <laughs> nice to have. <laughs> yeah, know? it's nice to have. And then they also brought the, they got rid of the, the switch on the side and gave you the action button. Action button. For either silent mode, focus, camera, flashlight, voice memo, translate, magnifier, shortcut, or different accessibility features. The shortcuts is where I'm the money you. is. I'm with because it. Because if you dive into shortcuts enough, yep. life becomes very, very interesting. Like, I'm, yep. I'm about 10% into shortcuts. But with that button and with the things that it can do, it makes you want to dive probably a 20 or 30 more percent into it. Just... Because it, there's a wealth of things that it can do. Oh, yeah. Mm. Are you getting the uh, Apple Watch Ultra 2? No. That's that's phone money. I that's No, nah, it's phone money. I can't. I can't. Because this... So, I have the, the Apple Watch Series 3. Me too. Me too. And this is what... Four, three, four years this old. Like ten years old, man. What you talking? About? Like I stopped getting updates like a year and a half ago. So, and and not that I. This is something that I'm going to replace. So I don't see the point in me spending eight hundred dollars to replace this in five to six years. If it lasted ten years, maybe, which it probably will. But still, I I just no. If it's something that I'm going to replace every th four, three to five years, like three hundred dollars is my max. That's just me personally. And I'm just being real with y'all because I'm not I'm not going to front and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm getting all the new stuff. I, I upgrade my phone like every two years, my watch like every three to four years. That's how I know you're getting old because, because <laughs> when we started in this game, we upgraded <laughs> our phones every eight months. That's what we did. Well, but we also upgraded our phones every eight months and our iPhones every single year. Matter of fact, I see this is the 13th. Up until the iPhone X, which I did not get. That was the first iPhone I did not get. Hmm. And I only the only reason I didn't get the iPhone X is because I had just added another phone on my account with me and my wife and my son. And so hmm. I could not fathom getting myself a phone and my son a phone at the same time. Like I, right. the numbers, I just couldn't make myself okay with. And I'm in that same boat. It, at this port, at this junction, uh, it just so happens I got my, my children's phones uh, earlier in the year. 
So um, it's, it's me time. It is me and my wife's time. Sure. It's time for us to upgrade because we have 13s and they are slow. Well, but here's the thing. Apple has made a, has done a great job with making devices that last longer than the usual, you know, back when they had subsidized contracts. Better, they, these work better than just the two years that yeah, you yeah. would normally allow for a phone. Like, honestly, this is the iPhone XR. This is my daily shooter, and this is what I shoot my um, my 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 church's uh, uh, sermons with. Live so, stream off of that. wow. No, I, well, I can live stream oh, off it, but goodness. I just shoot. So I shoot yeah. in like 1080, three, uh, 30 frames a second. But then this is my daily driver. So this is the uh, iPhone 13 Pro. Yeah, yeah. This will be, will be replacing this, and this phone is already you know five to six years old. So the fact that I can, it has a second life as just a camera, because I'm an idiot yep. when it comes to cameras. Like I just needed to point, like, give me the features. Yeah. Yeah. Point shoot. And, you know, let me toggle a few things here and there and we'll go on from there and call it a day. But this is going to replace this. So I'm excited for the next phone, you know, because <laughs> that's I'll just be playing with it. But this is going to start doing heavy lifting, which means the features in this thing is going to take what I'm doing currently to the top. By the way, shameless plug, everybody, if you don't have a church home, Resemble Church, uh, QC, Resemble Church on YouTube, get there. But I, but other than that, yes, I mean, every two years, that's that's what I'm looking at, every two years for these. Hey, look, man, as a person that I get them every year, I, I'm used to getting them every year, and it's hurt the last couple of cycles that I didn't get one. Um I want that dynamic island. I don't know why. I just I was just about to say that. Okay, so there are the everything else or whatever. There are certain things that are just symbols of status, and we know this about iPhones. We know this about iPhones, but not having a dynamic island. Oh my God, it's embarrassing. It's not. I mean, let me not say it's embarrassing, but it's freaking <laughs> embarrassing, yo. I pull out my phone. Everybody else's island is opening up and doing all that stuff. I got this nice U-shaped thing on my phone. <laughs> like it doesn't do any cool stuff. It's not always on. I'm looking at this thing going. I guess I'll wait. Uh, but yeah. the wait is quickly, quickly coming to an end. And I'm I'm trying to decide that Apple Watch Ultra. I said the same thing when it came out. I said maybe I'll get the second version. And then I thought about it. I'm not I'm not buying an Apple Watch every two, three, four, or five years. Like not for how much it costs. I could I could get an actual watch. Or I could miss two cycles and go get like a, a really um, a, adult watch, right? So right. I may, if someone gives me one, I'll, I'll, I'll have one. But I don't know if I'm going to go buy one. But now, I'm certainly going to get the titanium. That's for sure. Now, I will say, when we get to the watches, like the Apple Watch, I do think that they have very good pract practicality. Oh, certainly. certainly. I like the fact that my my health is tracked unconsciously. Mm, yeah, and that's something that I can present to my doctor. Granted, they may not see it as actual data for them, actionable data for them, but it does give an insight into your daily life. That's only them. because your your watch is too old. Now, if you get like the five or the six or the seven, they <laughs> they actually no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I got I got the same watch. I know no, exactly what it is. But no, like. The newer ones with the O2 sensors, um, right. the crash detection is better, or the yep. fall detection is better. Can yep. I say this? Apple, if you're listening, 
I need for you to please fix fall detection. I'm a very large man. I play with my children from time to time. And just because it looks like I've fallen, it doesn't mean that I need emergency <laughs> services, okay? Like, we'll be, we'll be playing um, wrestling or boxing or whatever, and my yeah. phone, if I don't see it, like, it'll buzz. If I'm wrestling, I won't see it. And all of a sudden, it starts making that sound. I'm like, oh, my gosh, um, there's going to be EMS here. Let me... I need y'all to figure that out. Like, if I put in my weight, you need to change the calculation so it don't, you know, mm. hey, did you fall? No, I didn't fall. I was, I got knocked down. There's a difference. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The velocity at which I, I, I hit the ground is different from falling versus just playing around. Oh, look, by the way, the reason I thought about the Apple Watch Ultra for a few reasons. The satellite connection, right? The uh, the satellite connection, the um, the battery life, right? You're talking about thirty six to seventy two hours worth of battery life, right? Um, and and a reason why I thought about getting actually another watch, I thought about getting the nine. They're giving you roadside assistance with satellite with like satellite location, which for most people they're like I don't I don't even really I don't know what that means. It's like having AAA. But for your watch, which it actually is AAA because they partnered with AAA to give you that right. for two years, which right. means that if you're in a crash or if you have a situation, if you run out of gas, you're on the side of the road, your your phone, whether you your your watch, whether you have cell phone service or not, mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to connect with AAA and get roadside assistance, which is amazing. Like this, yeah. it's almost worth the price of the watch itself, almost. No, yeah, you're right, 100. Uh, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. Um, those safety features cannot be uh, overstated enough. Um, you know, not that black people really go hiking, you know, in the woods like that, but um, it's nice that if I get somewhere and I don't have cell signal, then yes, absolutely, sure, I can connect to the satellites. You, 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 you know, you can be in downtown Charlotte and not have cell signal. You know what I mean? Like I've I've been to a couple areas I won't name where. Because mm. y'all don't even know where I'd be traversing. But <laughs> there's places where you don't have signal and you be, you know, you try to get out of there and you you really need a watch that has, I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm telling myself. But no, it, 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 was, it was a good it was a good presentation. Um, oh, yeah. Happy, happy to see a whole bunch of things uh, that they brought forward. Not happy oh. about that. It's going to be Speaking of that presentation, if you guys watch it, there is a skit in there with Octavia Spencer. It's amazing. I love it. It was good. I like that so much. That was really good. And basically, uh, she was there to make Apple give an account of of like their because they have this big um, what's this thing called? They have this big initiative for like going green or net zero, carbon like, neutral, carbon neutral, yeah, carbon twenty thirty. And she's there to just you know make sure that they give an accurate report of what they're doing so she's like well what are you guys doing to do this and they're like oh well you know the uh <clears throat> the batteries in the iphone they are uh fully recyclable and uh we're recycling all the cobalt and blah blah such and such. she's like oh okay all right but yeah it's, well, can, I, it's, can we can we talk about that for just a minute well, because if you listen to the if you listen to the announcement that skit was like the intro into yes. this entire conversation that they're doing around recycled materials, yep. which is genius for them because it makes sure that they, they have um, a source of materials, right? I used to wonder why they were given all this money for recycled old Apple products, and they still are, um, but they've gone through and they've taken the time to 
figure out processes to remove the metals and some of these yeah. other uh, rare earth materials from their old products, recycle them, and then use them again to help uh, their new products yeah. become carbon neutral. Like when they were talking about the recycled cobalt batteries, the recycled um, copper wiring, um, the recycled aluminum, um, even the, the stitching for the Apple Watch Ultra 2 is recycled like the Nike one is like recycled Nikes, like in your watch band, and the woven okay. material is like recycled woven material, which is, which is amazing. Like, I, the, what do they say? The Apple Watch Nine is the first completely carbon neutral product that they have, um, yeah. and they're endeavoring to make sure that all of their products are carbon neutral, which is great, not just by recycling, um, but by purchasing tax credits, uh, carbon credits, and by planting trees, which they're doing in droves to make sure that they at least appear to be uh, uh, responsible, which I, I can very much appreciate because I would like the earth to stay around uh, hmm. for quite a while longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and also, um, and I was trying to find this, but I wanted to put this out there because I want people to look at it as well. But I saw a graph earlier today that showed um, in, in conjunction with what you were saying about uh, them recycling the materials of the iPhone, this allows them to create the the current version of the iPhones somewhat cheaper than in the past. I saw graphs where, um, you know, this these versions of the iPhones are the cheapest that they've ever been to start, and this is also inflation adjusting as well. These are these are the cheapest, and which is actually pretty interesting because when they got rid of, when they got rid of subsidies a long time ago, everybody y'all remember this. You should be able to upgrade your phone for like 100 or 250 bucks, and that'd just be it until they did away the subsidies. And now we had to pay the cost of the phone. That's why you're paying $20, $30 a month for your phone for like two years and still haven't paid it off yet, even though you're still trying to figure out how you're going to get this new iPhone. But <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, the, the fact that they're they're able to bring down the cost and it, I'm sure it was a long time in, in order to get to this spot here, but they did it. And, you know, it's definitely something to help bring, you know, it, as long as they can manufacture these at a very cheap cost, that helps them. Granted, it does suck for us because that we do have to pay for, you know, storage, which honestly, the storage is stupid cheap at this point. But, you know, that's another, another conversation. Well, the, question, the question now is how smart is Tim Cook and his team? They set a 10 year plan in place so that they could systematically lower the cost of their materials and simultaneously shore up uh, their supply chain, right? Yeah, Tim is the money guy. Like, that's, like, that's, like Steve Jobs you know, was the innovator, but Tim, but, but uh, yes, yeah, Steve Jobs was the innovator, but yeah. Tim Cook, he's the money guy. He's like, all right, I'm going to take you from here. I'm going to take you from here to here. And he's done it. When you're looking at it, you're going, I, I can really appreciate. Well, for me, I can appreciate that approach because it speaks to longevity, right? I'm buying these products so that I can keep them around for a while, right? Uh, and, and the simple fact that Apple is doing this means that they're looking forward, um, not only in in terms of technology and innovating te technology-wise, but in terms of making sure that from a, a supply chain perspective, which I dabble in, like that's, I, I don't ever have to worry about iPhone, Apple not making iPhones ever again. 
because right. they're taking aluminum from MacBooks that they created in 2010 that they have in a warehouse, repurposing <laughs> it and making iPhones out of it. Which Great. yeah, which is really good. It's 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 awesome what they're doing, and I I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to continue. They're I, they're just going to get better and better at it at this point. I mean, like my wife, she does uh, trading and whatnot, and one of the things that um, she's always preached to me is the fact that Apple, even when it moves, like it seems like only a dollar. The stock moves like a dollar or so, but that is big movement. That is billions of dollars right there, and. They, you know, like I said, Tim's the money guy. He's he's gonna he's gonna uh, boost your stock valuation, so in that way, the company's more valuable in the end. And it's and it, they're just continuing to climb. Look, man, I, I would love to talk, continue to talk about Apple, but I don't want us to be accused of being Apple fanboys, which we are. We just have love and appreciation for other companies as well. I will say this: Wow, wow, he's, he's flexing. Is that a is that an Apple screen? That well, no, it's an iMac. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, what, what, come on now. Like, I, I want to say I'm not an Apple fanboy. From an IT perspective, like I said, they just work. And I can appreciate the ecosystem and the fact that it just works. Look, I talked to my insurance guy. He said, okay, so we're, we're going through the list because you're adding insurance, right? Uh, so, uh, how much do you have in electronics in your home? I started Apple devices. He was like, "So if your house burned down for electronics, uh, would you be able to replace your electronics for ten or fifteen thousand dollars?" I was like, "No, not even close." Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, if my house burned down, my policy wouldn't. My policy would just cover the clothes. It would <laughs> definitely not cover the electronics. Definitely nah. not cover the Apple stuff. None of it. Nah. Um, but alas. That that is we'll we'll be down. Oh, one last thing. Did you see? It's buried very very deep in the announcement, in the portion that talks about the iPhone 15 Pro Max, that it records in 3D for the Vision. Oh Pro. yeah, yeah, spatial spatial video for the for the Apple Vision Pro. It takes the forty the forty eight megapixel camera. And the ultra wide and puts it together. So then, oh yeah, that is that is insane. I'm not gonna. I don't have the kind of money for an Apple Vision Pro. So Apple, if you guys want to be nice enough to send it to us, that'd be really great. I, I, I thought it was dope though that they buried it like like some of us wouldn't notice. Yeah, um, and they they do that a lot. But that that's a big thing because in, in the next iteration, or at least in in the coming operating systems, that capability will be. Yep given to developers and what they're going to be able to do with it is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Look, I know you see this backwards, but devices is this oh, number here. That's 70 yeah. devices in my house. Oh, you're worse than I am. I thought I was bad. I had like, I kind of went, it was like, I don't know, it was like 52. Oh man. Cause I was, look, I was on the phone with Google fiber. He's like, so uh, are you sure you need the two gigabyte? I was like, do you have more please? <laughs> because right yeah. now I've got your I got your big router and I got your extender and I got a mesh going on and it is barely making it uh from the hours of four thirty to nine. Barely making it. Oh yeah. Anyhow, okay. Dominique, as the people get to know us, they will know that we played basketball in our younger years. 
right? Yeah. You probably still play basketball. I love to play it on PlayStation. Now, <laughs> oh, over the weekend, two things happened. One, the USA team lost first to Germany and then to Canada. And then two, the Avengers got the call to assemble. <laughs> Tell me how you feel and if you're going to Paris next year. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. You know, the funny thing about that is I was already planning a trip to Germany next year. So, you know what? I might have to figure out that schedule. Yeah, I might, I might have to figure out that schedule. And you know what? It might be, you know, it might be us in Paris. The Kanye West version. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. <laughs> was that a self-edit? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a self-edit. <laughs> that was definitely a self-edit. But, I mean, oh, come on. Man. Like, <clears throat> but, I mean, look at this team. Paolo Banchero, Mikael Bridges, Jalen Brunson. Well, Jalen Brunson's a dog, so I'll excuse that one. Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, never heard of that guy. Brandon Ingram, uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., heard of him. Uh, Cameron Johnson, Walker. Who is Walker Kessler? Bobby Port- Bobby Portis? Austin, okay, so- Austin, Re- Austin Reeves is a, is a dog. But, I mean, Bobby Portis, like, I'm sure he's your defensive anchor, but are you serious? It's an off year. It's FIBA. And it's an off year. (laughs) (laughs) There's a part of me that thinks that Grant Hill and Steve Kerr did this specifically so that we could lose to motivate the stars to come to Paris. Right? You know what? I, I I wouldn't put that outside the realm of possibility. I wouldn't. I mean, because I look at the team, it's not that they're bad players. It's just the makeup of the team. They don't have enough bigs. Maybe they couldn't get any bigs. They don't have enough bigs. They have one They have one guy that you can look at and say, go get me a bucket, and who's like, okay, give me the ball, I'll go get you a bucket, and Anthony Edwards. You got a, a, a bunch of guys that are really good NBA players, but on most teams, they're role players that are really capable, right? Right. And so when you get in this – kind of competition, you're seeing them matched up against guys who are like them, but number one, care a whole lot more, B, are much more knowledgeable about the FIBA game. I was listening to J.J. Reddick talk about it um, earlier today, and he was saying one of the problems was that they never acclimated on defense. You ain't got to come out the lane in FIBA. Like, you can just stand in the middle of the lane, right? (laughs) And they never acclimated to it. Not only that, they didn't rebound uh, dominantly as they should. Like they should, we should have had a more considered effort with rebounding. But between those two things and these other guys playing like their life depended on it, playing on fire. Dylan Brooks had thirty nine points in that game that Canada won. Shea Gilchrist Alexander had like thirty four. Right, and you would expect that from Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how you let Dylan Brooks hit for forty in a game that y'all had to win to get a medal? But dude, like, that got ousted out practically out of ousted out of Memphis. <laughs> but but you know what? But here's the thing about FIBA though: a lot of people don't understand. Like, so I lived in Germany for sixteen years. I played okay. high school basketball over there at an American school, and my coach he played for the Bundesliga which is like a, mm-hmm. a, a pretty decent uh, semi-pro team out there. I went yeah. to one of their practices to go run with them. Mind you, I was probably, this was probably at my peak, my, well, at my prime. 
<laughs> I couldn't run. I couldn't run with those guys. And honestly, I was probably one, I'm probably one of the fastest on the team. Like I, I could run, but these guys, these dudes run. They run harder. They run faster. They run the entire game. Like they just. That's just what they do. Like we and take they harder too. People yeah. act like. I mean, NBA NBA play is a specific kind of play. Now we're not saying that we don't have the better athletes, right? Some people make the argument that athletes are the same. No, we have the better athletes by and large. True, but just because we have the better athletes doesn't mean that we will excel in that type of play. Like they play, they play different, right? I'm okay. Yeah, these this roster has zero experience in 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 world play. Zero, dude. I'm so I was born in Louisiana. Right. Lived in North Carolina all of my life. What most people don't understand is that basketball plays different across the country. It just plays different. When you go to a park, go to an open run, it plays different. You play out on the West Coast, depending upon where you play, you might play a Hollywood type game. You might play a Compton type game. Two completely (laughs) different games in the same city. Right. Right. I'm in North Carolina. If I'm in Charlotte, there's a Charlotte kind of game and there's a Fayetteville kind of game. Those completely different styles of play, right? If I take my North Carolina game uh, to Louisiana and I can't hit a 15-foot jumper, I'm not going to win because what they're going to kill me with is jumpers from 15 to 18 feet. That's how you make your money, and they're going to – they play hard-nosed defense, right? They play defense in Charlotte, but their hand's not always on you. They're not not within six inches of you. The, the majority right. of the time that you are on the court, overseas guys. So I play. I played with a bunch of them when I was in my playing game days. They play a harder nose of basketball, right? The physicality of that game is is unless you're ready for it, you're not ready for it, right? And I don't think our guys are ready for it. I looked at the game where they where they lost to Germany. The stats were just about the same. Matter of fact, I think the U.S. Uh, shot just a little bit better than Germany. The question is, so what was the edge? Germany played hard. They played arm in your back. This is grown man basketball. And the U.S. didn't rise to the case, and especially with the big guys, especially with the guys that are over 6'5", right? And I think that game went in over – was it the, the, the Canada game that went in overtime? No, no, this didn't go in overtime. It's, uh, yeah, Q4. Yeah, so, you know, and the, the only way to combat that is having guys that are comfortable with that and having guys that are uh, ultimately skillful, like at the top of the top, which it looks like we're going to get. Like the reports is that, you know, LeBron got on the phone and he made a couple calls and people started committing to it, right? And all the people that are committing to it, this this is not the dream team because, and this is not the redeemed team. I think this is, I'm trying to find a word that rhymes that means like avenge or murder or red or something. They're going out there. They're going out there to reclaim their time. Like you tried to embarrass me on international television. This is what you get for the Olympics when everybody is watching. And I fully expect as long as LeBron is not hurt and as long as Steph is not hurt for them to put up massive numbers on that team. Uh, if if I had if I had ball money, I'd be trying to be in Paris just to watch it. But I know what I will be doing if I can't make it there. I'll be watching on my eighty six inch TV. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And oh, wait. oh, okay. So 
Uh, from what I understand, it looks like Joe Embiid could possibly play for Team USA because he holds both U.S. and French citizenship, which I think he'll probably go France because that's where he's originally from at this point. It all the more better. All the yeah. more better. But I mean, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, and, and you know, LeBron's winding down. You know, this would be, I think by that time, it'd be, next year is what, year 22? 21, 22, yeah. It's, yeah, so it'll be his last hurrah to go out with a with a gold medal. I, I'm i pretty sure there's credence to this. Like, he's going to recruit Anthony Davis if he's not hurt. Um, Stephen Curry, of course. Uh, look, look, look. I, <laughs> I can't. I, I like some people were born with height, and I'm envious of that height and that you know their 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 body size. I'm I'm very envious of some of that. Like I'm six two, but best believe you you throw four inches on me and about twenty pounds on me. Look, coach, I can give you a double double at least. Man, I'm gonna show up to every game, but yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. We have the same height envy. It's okay. I understand. I feel your pain. I look at Anthony Davis too and go, you could be, you know, top 10 all time in the NBA. You big guy. <laughs> but yo, so just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, the names that are being thrown around with LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard and De'Aaron Fox, uh, which, which if they the just stop right there, the A team. Like, can't wait. Yeah, like Gilbert yeah. Arenas was 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 on his podcast crowing and laughing about the fact that you know the world was messing around. Now they're about to find out. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. It's gonna be a statement. It's it's definitely gonna be a statement. So, looking yeah, forward to it. Looking forward to it, man. Oh yeah, man. man, did I did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Not that I can see. I mean, I think we got everything. Once again, just want to encourage everybody to uh, you know support us in this endeavor. Definitely follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, and we're all the same handle. So it's at Fear the Hive 1155. And the funny thing about that is, you know, I don't think we ever told the story about this. But real quick, uh, 11, 11, Fear the Hive 1155 is a saying that we used to have at the store that we used to work at. And as far as I can tell, I don't think they use it anymore. But, you know, so it felt, it felt apropos that we say, you know what, let's 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 take that and uh, let's run with it with this podcast. So that's where you it comes from. ain't even a store no more, man. It's an outlet center. Really? They changed their whole model up. So every store is in a store. They got like four outlet centers. That one has uh, like um, washers and dryers and TVs. Uh, primarily. Okay. Yeah. It's yes. I walked in there and I was like, oh, this is disrespect. All we did to get this thing to where it was, what, what did y'all do? Like oh, we yeah. had, we had customers that that would buy from us and then they would send their kids back when their kids went to college to buy from us. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two corporate five. Good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Fo- follow us on all major uh, social media. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely up. Um, 
we I just want to appreciate all the love and support that we've had so far. Uh, definitely want to ask you guys to keep on with us. We're only going to grow from here. Uh, I want to thank my co-host Steve for agreeing to do the podcast with me. This has absolutely been fun. I actually look forward to these. Um, and he's he's great with the show notes. So I mean, definitely definitely keeping keeping that going. But hey, man, um, thank you, thank you for having me. And uh, look forward. This is we getting better at this. We're we're really raw right now. Um, but uh, in I, I would imagine by the time. Cowboys beat the Redskins. We're gonna have this thing humming, man. <laughs> I had to bring it back. I had to bring it back because I, I do have to ask oh, one question God. before we go. What um up? those cowboys, how, how about them? How about them? You know what? All right, so guys, we gotta go. You know, this yeah, whatever. Yeah, cowboys, huh? <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Fly Eagles fly, baby. All right, guys, definitely want to uh, thank you. Uh, tune in next week for us. Uh, like I said, the, the podcast comes out every Friday. Uh, it's going to be on Spotify, also going to be on Apple Podcasts, and a lot of other podcasting sites. So just just find us. Fear the Hive 1155. Can't go wrong. Uh, definitely leave us uh, any comments, notes, uh, and want to thank you for our lone audience member who's gone now, but um, we'll get him <laughs> on here at, at some point. So. All right, guys, have a good one.